Welcome to Believe with Becky. This is the podcast where we practice the skill of confidence, celebrate individual strengths, and believe in your limitless potential for growth. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have Monica Packer as a guest. Monica Packer has her own podcast called About Progress. So I was drawn to her podcast because of the tagline, which says it's about progress, not perfection. She has built a community of people who want to work on self-development and self-acceptance Um, She also does podcast consultations, so that's another way that I found her when I was trying to figure out how to do this whole podcast thing, and she's helped me and many others in that regard, and I just want to welcome her to the podcast, so Monica, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for doing this. I think this this is awesome, and you're doing it. I'm doing it, yes. This is fun. Um, So Monica, do you want to tell my... Sure. Okay. Oh, I think aside from anything you said, there is, um, I'm a mom of four little kids and I live in Northern California. And before I had kids, I was a teacher. I taught middle school and high school English and history. And now I do this podcasting gig on the side and it's really fun. And I also love to bake and I love to go outside a ton and read all the good stuff there and chocolate always yeah, chocolate me too <laughs> my kindred spirits there <laughs> yeah chocolate so um like I said one of the things that draw drew me to you was your work on perfectionism um I never really considered myself a perfectionist until I listened to your podcast so we will get yeah Ooh, okay we'll get into that more but <laughs> kind of a little teaser there Can you tell me your story of perfectionism and why it became a problem for you? Yeah, I think I grew up thinking that perfectionism was something to aspire to and that it was a good trait. And um, if I was being a perfectionist, that meant essentially I was being a good person. But what I learned with my own life experiences is that perfectionism is not a positive thing. It's very destructive. It uh, separates you. It disconnects you from um, others, from your own intuition, um, from your own spirituality. It it, it is not a connector. It's the exact opposite. And it also, like I said, is so destructive. I was an overachieving perfectionist for many years. And in many ways, um, that all crumbled down on me. It's not... a a way that is sustainable. It's not a sustainable way to live, to be an overachieving perfectionist. And then um, after my walls came crashing down in my early 20s, and I've worked for over 13 years now on building them back up in different ways. But during that time, I became what I I think is most perfectionists are um, as an underachieving perfectionist and someone who is not trying things out of, out of fear of it not going well, of it not measuring up or being perfect. And I found myself equally lost and equally with my walls all down, crashing around me. And then I've worked other years to get those walls back up in different ways. So that's why everything I do is called 
about progress because it's about progress, not perfection. You still need to grow. You still need to push yourself. You still need to try, but you're doing it from a different place and a different strength and a knowledge of yourself and why you matter innately. Um, and you're worth taking chances on and failing and getting messy and growing and trying again and again, not because every single thing you do needs to show whether you are worthwhile. Um, so that's kind of the nutshell version of my story. Yeah. So you said right there that it, it's about the intention, really. You can still kind of get some of the same results, right, of achieving, but it's about where you're coming from. Exactly. I mean, um, in many ways, I think the achievement part, like when you do get an outcome that you've worked hard for, it's even more fulfilling because you didn't count on that outcome uh, filling the well of your own worth. When you're already, when you already feel strong enough and worthwhile enough and you work hard for something and you allow yourself to fail and mess up and try again and again and again, and you finally get that outcome. It feels different. Um, it feels like the next step versus hinging your happiness and your self-worth on an outcome and either not getting it and knowing, you know, it only proved you're a piece of garbage or getting it and realizing it doesn't make you feel any better. Yeah. If that makes sense, which I think is why you have some of the most successful people in the world in rehab. Yeah. And dealing with some really major problems um, because they lost their sense of uh, self-worth along the way yeah. and and built it into those achievements. So I think you can still achieve, but it, yeah, it just feels so different. Yeah. And you said that you started out with maybe what we would call a traditional perfectionist, and then you went to more of the yeah. underachieving kind. And that's where I mm-hmm. have to really relate with you because that's where I realized that's what I am. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I was never a person who could look and be like, look, I get straight A's, um, you know, when I was younger or look, I've accomplished all these things, but I was more on the, I didn't do anything because I, if it wasn't perfect, I didn't, you know, if it wasn't going to be good at it, I wasn't going to try it. Exactly. And you said traditional perfectionist. I think that's more of the, um, the, what we want to believe perfectionism yeah. is that first way, but I think it, the far more common way is the way you just described. Yeah. yeah I saw a, a whole like Instagram story that you did on it and I was like, Oh my goodness, she's totally describing me. <laughs> Yes. So can you tell us some of those things that an underachieving perfectionist does? Definitely. I think an underachieving perfectionist is someone who would describe themselves as a non-achiever, a non-starter, or lazy. But they would kind of say that in ways to people like, oh, I don't do anything special. I don't try stuff like that. Or, or maybe they would even just say, I'm lazy. Um, however they would word it there, to almost deflect what the real source of the problem is. Um, the reason why they're underachieving a non-starter or procrastinator, all of those things is like you said, when you described how you viewed yourself as, well, it's never going to measure up. It's never going to be perfect to the super high standard I have. Yeah. So why even try, or I want it to be so good um, right away and a success right away. And the anxiety behind it makes you procrastinate yes, or it makes you like try to hide it or it makes you sabotage what you do. Any inkling of it not going well makes you jump ship or just uh, launch yourself into a sea of self-doubt. That's what an underachieving perfectionist looks like. And it might be a really good person. It doesn't mean they're like, 
totally unqualified in all areas of their life and that they're um, failing in all areas, it just might mean they're not, they're not really reaching for what they know is within them. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what you're describing me. Because yeah. I mean, I got along fine and I, I did things, but the things I really wanted to do, the dreams I had, I just, I couldn't get there. And I didn't, I had no yes. idea that, that I thought it was just self-doubt, which I mean, it is that, but I didn't understand yeah, that it was more of this, you know, underachieving perfectionist. I just wanted, Definitely. I, I'm a group, well, I wanted to be a group fitness instructor, but I wanted to walk out on that stage and look like the person who had been doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen funny enough. No, and it doesn't happen for that person who looks, you know, who has done it for yeah. 20 years, you know, all along the way. It didn't look like that for them either. Yeah. And that's, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's another thing we do. We just like to think that this person who has the outcome we want, that it was easy for them or just magically happened or they had a leg up or knew somebody. We like to discount the hard work that went into that and to pretend that maybe it was easier for them when it likely was not like 99.9% of the time it was not. Oh yeah. Cause we like to compare other people's successes to what we perceive as our failures, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. We're really good at we that. Are. Yep. Okay. So it's hard for us to see ourselves objectively. So how do we recognize that perfectionism in ourselves? Mm-hmm. I think I would consider if you look at your day-to-day life, how fulfilled are you? Um, and let me paint a picture here. Four years ago, I was about to have my third kid. And after I had him, you know, it was really, really hard. Um, I just felt so lost and I felt so unmoored and so not myself, Um, but not in the same ways, maybe as like a typical postpartum depression. It was more of like a buildup of years of me not feeling like I was Monica. And it really came to head then, of course, because of, you know, everything that was going on with adjusting to a third child. And my, my kids are really close in age and my husband worked around the clock, you know, all of those factors built into it. And, you know, my kids spilling milk or anything like that happening just felt like the end of the world. And now, I mean, you know, almost four years later, the other day I was cleaning up some spilled milk, um, you know, all over. And it just doesn't have that same um, trigger for me anymore. It's not this big thing that makes me feel so angry at the world. And I find so much fulfillment in my normal day-to-day life and doing those small and simple things that might have felt like chores in the past because in other ways I am stretching myself and, and seeking for the better in me because I know, um, because I know I'm worth it and I'm worth the mess. And yeah, what what I was saying though, is how this all connects is look at your day-to-day life. And if you aren't feeling fulfilled, not like every single thing you do is top of the world and you're awesome all the time. It's not that it's more, are you satisfied? And if you're not take stock. And one of those things that I like to encourage people to think about is think about what things you see other people doing that you have this thought. I wish I could do that. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you need, those are the roots of what you need to start looking into. 
and might not mean that you're going to go hike Mount Everest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you thought, Oh, that sounds, sounds cool, but maybe that's not what you're going to do, but there's some roots there that you need to explore. Maybe it's, you need to go hiking some more. Um, you know, just that's the route that I, I think is, um, an easy way to get started just making list of things that you wish you could do and start doing some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how we touched on this a little bit before, but how is perfectionism different than personal development? Well, perfectionism in my uh, mind, this is a bold statement. I feel like it's just evil. It's perfectionism is striving for something that doesn't exist and doing so either to um, prove your worth and that you have the right to be around here and or that you also are, you know, sadly, this is a big part of the motivation. I don't think most perfectionists would admit to um, wanting to measure above people, to be admired, to look up to, um, to be an unaccessible or maybe just beloved. Um, and and like I've said before, I mean, it doesn't exist. So you're always seeking for something that will never be possible. And not only that, I talked about the disconnect that comes from that. Mm-hmm. You, you aren't touchable. You aren't relatable. You're not a human. You're not able to truly have as deep of relationships. And um, there also comes this inner sense of pride and even judgment of others. And, you know, that's the thing I've even battled with in my own marriage. I mean, um, early on in my marriage, actually, even before I got married to my husband, I ha- heavily considered not dating him because he listened to punk music on Sunday. <laughs> like, you know, you just live in this, this alternate, um, universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not only not relatable, but it's not a fulfilling, happy place to live. And then progress is seeking for progress for, for its own sake. Um, it's, it's knowing that that's the point. It's realizing that the struggle and the mess is the point of life and it's being relatable and real. It's connecting, it's connecting with others and yourself and with your spirituality in ways that perfectionism, um, you can't when you're coming from a perfectionist mindset. I mean, they're in totally two different realms now I can see it now in totally two different realms. Yeah. And I like how you said that with bot relationships, that it can put up a wall because when you're around someone yeah. who's everything seems perfect in their life, their house, their kids, their body, everything, then you, you, you yourself start to distance yourself from them a little like, Oh, you know, I'm not like Definitely. that. Or, and then like you said, they, they themselves can be judging because that's what we do as humans. You know, we want to see where we land. Mm -hmm. Are we above this person? Are we below this person? (laughs) You know, exactly. It's kind of the natural man. So yes, it's our human nature for sure. So how do we overcome it or manage it? Well, in some ways, I think it's just like if any other thing that you might, um, be predisposed to. For me, perfectionism is something I do feel I'm predisposed to. And it's still something that I have to be aware of. Um, 
one of the things I've just realized about myself recently is that it still is there in weird ways. I'm like, oh, dang it. There you are again. <laughs> you know, but I'm just on, I'm on the lookout for it to realize how it's sabotaging me, either how it's preventing me from trying something or how it's disconnecting me from something or someone or my higher power or myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and just taking stock of that as often as I can, it gets easier with time. It's not as prevalent for me. Um, but I mean, for one, so being aware of it and two is challenging it. I think I, I, I work as a coach for women who are working on their personal growth. And a lot of my clients, at least once in our time together, their homework assignment is to go mess up, <laughs> to go do a bad job with something. And it's usually like make a terrible cake. Like, it's not like a big life or death yeah. thing. It's not like, go leave, go leave your kids yeah. or go drain <laughs> your savings. It's, it's more dare yourself to make, to do something terribly yeah. and, and just, and just do more of that. And the more you do that in terms of the things that you want to do, um, but, but you don't, because you won't be good at it, just go be bad at, at it. And mm-hmm. And there's something weird about this inner confidence you get, even from doing something terribly, but doing it, um, that's almost addictive in a different way than perfectionism is because then you see the point, like that, this is the point I can do this again, or I can try again and I can try this thing now and I can be okay with that. And I, wow, I did a terrible job of engaging with that person. And, you know, I'm just going to learn from that and, and do it differently. Um, it's just a different way of living and trying and growing and working on yourself and always with the end in mind. It's to me, it's who do you want to become? Yeah. Who do you want to become? And that's what I'm always reaching towards. Um, not who is the best possible thing I could ever be that everyone wants to, to look up to. It's more, who do I want to become? And I want to be a person who's real and loving and joyful and adventurous and um, outward seeking um, and all of those things. I don't want to be the neighborhood celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was some of the best advice you gave me with the podcast consultation was to just go do it. Like, just go be bad mm-hmm. at it. And just, yes. you know, it's only some of the learn. interviews, you're like, some of the interviews are just going to fall flat and they're not going to be great. Yes, they are. That's okay. Some you know, it might take forever to edit. And it still is the case for me, like 180 episodes in. <laughs> It's just, this, this is it. That's, that's the point. So personally, I'm actually working on adding in some more creativity in my life. This is what we're focusing on my podcast this month and as a community. And I kind of had, I had another moment where I realized perfectionism was still a part of my life because I had people write down one thing they're going to do creative this month. And mine was to create photo, photo albums. And I realized that's not what I really want to do. It's on my list of things I want to do, but it's not what I want to do for the creativity challenge. But I had done that because it was productive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, no, it doesn't have to be productive. So now I'm going to change that. And I'm going to paint once this month and, and okay. probably make a terrible painting. So personally, that's something yeah. I'm working on is just trying to open my to some more creativity and more bad art, I guess. Um, and, you know, uh, professionally, I've just launched a, a podcast university. It's a school online for podcasters and I'm actually stopping my, my consultations actually. So you were, um, you got in the right time, but we are doing podcasting courses and mentoring and all of that. So it's, it's another exercise in trying things that are so new and scary and hard and I'm making mistakes right and left, but I'm learning from them. And 
it's thrilling at the same time. So that's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So where can people find you? And if they want to find more about the podcast university and all that you offer, where would they find you? Well, I'm everywhere about progress. I I really connect well with the community on Instagram. And I call it a community because that's really what we are. It's not a fan club. It really is truly a community that challenges me and teaches me every single day. And um, I would love for people to listen to my show about progress but the podcast university or podcast you as we've been calling it you just go to aboutprogress.com slash podcast you as in university okay all right monica well thank you so it's much my honor. for coming on I killed it look at you you're doing awesome <laughs> thank you so much and that was i've learned so much from you and um and good luck with your podcast university and everything you have going on. And... That means so much to me. I'm All excited right. for you too. This is awesome. Okay. Thanks so much, Monica. So I've taken Monica's advice to heart and I really try to combat this perfectionism that I've discovered in myself, the underachieving perfectionism that makes me just want to not try that fuels my procrastination. (laughs) And I try to just recognize it for what it is and then give myself permission to be bad at something, (laughs) to just do it. And I'm not saying that I'm intentionally trying to make something bad, but that I don't worry about it being perfect. And so I really put that into practice with this podcast. When I hit that button every week, I know that it is not perfect and I'm okay with it. And I know that good and done is better than perfect. In coaching, we like to call that B minus work. So a C is average, right? So B minus is still really good work, but it's just not the top of the class. It's not perfect, but it's good enough. My dad used to, probably still says it, but he had a saying that used to bug me, but now I kind of get it. He would say, it's good enough for who it's for. And I think that's what he was trying to say. So I try to just keep going, putting one foot in front of the other and just trying again and then noticing when I'm doing it. And that perfectionism creeps up a lot in my life. And like I said, it manifests in procrastination. So I hope you've gotten something away from this conversation I had with Monica. Um, I hope that maybe you see yourself in one of these two scenarios, or maybe I hope that you don't, I don't know, but it's always good for us to understand ourselves better, to know why we are doing the things we do, and then we can manage it a little better. Uh, Life is not cured. It's just managed. What are your thoughts? Did you see yourself in our conversation? Are you a classic perfectionist? Are you an underachieving perfectionist like me? Does someone you know have these characteristics or display these behavioral traits 
um, leave me a message. I have a new feature on my podcast where you can leave me a voice message. You can also email me at believefitness at yahoo.com where you can send me a DM on Instagram. It's Believe with Becky Podcast. And just let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your experiences and your comments, even if you disagree with me. So once again, thank you for listening and bye for now.